0: Hello and happy holidays to all our listeners out there in podcast land. Thank you for spending your uh, afternoon, evening, morning with us here uh, during the holidays to go through another episode of Smack My Pitch Up, the podcast that reboots, remakes, reimagines sequels, sidequels, mashes up, and adapts some of your favorite and least favorite properties. Uh, And this time... We're definitely going to be adapting one of your favorites of all time. It is the holiday season, and because of the holiday season, we are going to be talking about a film that is on my personal list and my guest's personal list of regular holiday movies that you absolutely have to watch every year. Uh, we're talking about the film Gremlins, the original Gremlins, and here to help me along with it is my, uh, my guest has been on a number of the Geeks Under the Influence Network shows. Uh, Tori Sipe is here.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. You
0: were actually nice enough to suggest this movie, which I have been wanting to do on this show for a while. So I was very happy to say enthusiastically yes to this. This uh, I love this movie.
1: It's my go-to Christmas movie for sure.
0: I love it. It is a originally directed uh, directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus. Right. So um, you've got a powerhouse right there with writer and director, and this absolutely has the this original version has the classic Joe Dante tone to it, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of demented, but really fun and kind of really approachable for how dark it can be. Yeah. You don't realize how dark the film is when you're watching it. It's only later when you're going over what happened that you go, oh yeah, there were people dying like all over the screen.
1: Yeah. I think because it's the 80s and it's puppets, it's not super high stakes, but yeah, sure at the time it was very scary to watch. It was a big summer blockbuster.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I am amazed at how my appreciation for this film has changed over the years. Not the lack of appreciation, but why I appreciate it Mm -hmm. has changed. When I was a kid, it was this like monster movie. Yeah. So I was really into it being a really fun monster movie. I
1: was terrified of it as a
0: kid, honestly. There were a couple scenes that definitely terrified me. The, uh, The final scene, of course, when they're in the Uh, the like home improvement store and it's Mm -hmm. like it's down to like spike in him and it's getting really fucking nitty gritty and yeah with the
1: chainsaw and the baseball bat yeah that's pretty intense that wouldn't baseball bat would have broken in oh for sure immediately
0: uh and then there's also when he falls into the swimming pool and it starts bubbling like super hardcore just the Mm -hmm. feeling of like oh shit (laughs) like this is gonna get really bad
1: right but then when he's like Going down in the pool, he's like holding his nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he's just like, It's silly, but then it's just like, oh crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be really bad. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine how much time and energy it took to do all that stop motion and stuff they did with those mm-hmm. those uh oh, puppets. Yeah, I know. Especially the scene where they're coming out of the darkness and it's just like a legion of them coming through.
1: Sure. I'm sure that was just like only like ten puppets and
0: they just kind of repeat. I can't it or imagine something.
1: they made like 500. 500 puppets. <laughs>
0: puppets. somebody that's like fingers just don't work anymore. Right. <laughs> like I, I quit. I'm done. Can't deal with this. So uh, this movie, I, just about every, anybody listening to a movie podcast at least has some familiarity with Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say spoilers, but there's not really like, there's not any real big twists or anything like the the no. good, good people survive. They win in the end. Yeah. Dick and it's an 80s movie. So Dick Miller's in it. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how this goes. Uh, so uh, what I do love about it is it is relatively straightforward. It's got, I guess, a moral to the story is there's a hero in all of us kind of deal, that that classic mm-hmm. gem. But is there anything of the plot line that you think in order to, now, are you rebooting it, remaking it, sequeling it? What are you doing here?
1: Um, I'm doing like a a remake and then... The other thing is is a fun thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your take that you think might work if if someone was to remake it, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be it's a straight remake. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Is maybe, this... maybe darker. Okay. And also, you know, set in today with all the technology we have. I mean,
0: that was one thing I was looking at too. Is that you could cheat and have it set in the eighties, but I feel right. like that. You're, there's no point that You can at still make it
1: small town. So sure. it's not like, you know, New York City. I well, That's, this isn't Gremlins too. Yeah, exactly, about.
0: exactly. I think it needs to be set in a small town because you want a little bit of that, uh the thing or puppet masters mm-hmm. kind of feel of like, we've got to get, squash this here before it spreads everywhere. Right. You know, so yeah, I think small town is kind of important, but you're, you're setting it in the modern day. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I am as well. And that does definitely changed some things about this movie Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to kind of dig into the plot a little bit now um are you changing any major plot points in this movie are you you taking out characters you adding characters are you making some more more or less important in the
1: yeah i mean i think maybe in the movie making um you know some of the i mean there's just so many characters it's
2: very much an ensemble
1: it's crazy because a lot of them have such important moments but they're only on screen for like five minutes sure so it's hard to pick like okay but which character should get more screen time which should you bulk up and
0: they're really good in this movie about having a large cast but giving every cast member a chance to have that that moment you know that that exactly that's their scene and uh yeah it makes it really tough to kind of figure out when we have a you know seven or eight kind of max character list because and otherwise this will be a four or five hour podcast so
1: exactly which
0: i we could easily do on
1: group oh yeah sure 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 sure
0: all right so um if if you wanted to kind of touch on any points that you have going into your version of gremlins or is it just kind of the basic idea but a modern take like how how does the modern take change anything
1: yeah i mean I think that would change a lot of things. I mean, you know, someone could be like on Tinder and then it's just like she meets a gremlin or something. It's just something stupid. like
0: That's brilliant. I feel like just
1: the silliness like still needs...
0: I want it to still be dark, but I still need the silliness because that's... Well, there's the bar scene where the gremlin like... Has a trench coat and flashes. Yeah, and he
1: flashes. But you could
0: do that as like a dick pin that was sent via Facebook or something instead. I kind of and then that. someone
1: and someone like kicks him and is like hashtag me too. <laughs>
0: yes, I love it. <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> you know, I
1: love like it. that. That's ridiculous. like the this
0: is Sparta <laughs> in this moment. Yeah, of
1: just exactly. Kicking
0: a gremlin for exposing themselves and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I with the cell phones too. I, I was wondering how that would even have a play in that. I mean because that does change how everybody's able to communicate with each other, but. Right, You can't even have the first things that gremlins do is knock out the cell towers. Exactly. And then the joke of like, oh, well, so-and-so has a landline. Who has a landline nowadays? Kind of a joke.
1: Sure. I mean, it would be the Futtermans, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It it has to be. Absolutely. It has to
0: be the Futtermans.
1: They have to have like a bigger part in this.
0: For sure. Murray Futterman uh, was Mm -hmm. played by Dick Miller, who was in every 80s movie ever. Yep. And he had run across gremlins in the war
1: so he says so he
0: says he's also a raging drunk and, and a little racist a little racist as well yes yeah. so um maybe
1: not as racist in the modern day but yeah definitely yeah, can, still probably fought in the war and you know you could seen, him, seen some things
0: you could have him uh wearing like a make america great again hat or something oh, no, like that i don't know no don't want to go that far we, with it we
1: can't go that far okay fair enough <laughs> Oh, uh, a gremlin could wear one though.
0: Yeah, oh my god, no, that would have to happen. You'd yeah, have to have that would be funny. Like a Trump gremlin. <laughs> <It'll make laughs> America great again hat.
1: Like he like he's doing like a presidential announcement.
0: But he's like swinging a golf club <laughs> yes. at people. Oh yes. my god. Oh my god. That's the thing uh, I love about this idea for a remake is it's so ripe to use as like parody and satire. Yeah. Um, on modern day cuz you could just have stuff happening in the background that mm-hmm. is not even paid attention to that would 100 percent, like be perfect for this movie like yeah. gremlins hanging off stuff just wearing a thing or doing something that just is a reference to you know i don't know kim kardashian on paper magazine with the champagne bottle and oh, the, you know, or something that is that,
1: funny yes
0: just a bunch of pop culture references mm-hmm. and just for fun and this is not even a character but just like sitting in the back of the bar is just ryan reynolds drinking drinking his <laughs> Drink. aviation gin
1: <laughs> and just like drinking yeah drinking with the gremlins but then they attack him
0: in the end anyway oh like it could be like the poker game where mm-hmm. the, the gun comes out yeah and, and then they but, just shoot him <laughs> shoot him <laughs> <laughs> and that's it there's no mention of it being ryan reynolds anything he's just yeah, there for like two seconds he,
1: he doesn't even have to be he's just someone in the town and i think
0: he's one that would totally do that mm-hmm. he'd come in for like an hour and film the scene and then be done
1: right yeah like
0: cool you don't have to pay me it's fine i was on the set on the i was on the lot yeah he's like it's fine all right so yeah mine is modern as well Mm -hmm. and i definitely wanted to go really with the big campiness really dark sense of humor kind of classic uh, joe dante but with a modern kind of modern teeth to it Mm -hmm. and uh as far as plot goes i'm definitely making it more ensemble that it's not so much uh, the story about billy and uh kate getting together in the end i mean that's part of the plot but it's more so that billy isn't the hero through the whole thing he's coming to terms with how he can better himself to be uh, you know a hero in the situation but so is kate she's going through the dead dad in the chimney story (laughs) yeah (laughs) that it has to be some version of that that's in this movie as well sure That you've got, you know, Murray Flutterman that is, you know, super PTSD alcoholic guy. Um, You've got, you know, Roy Hansen, the the science teacher that I feel like you really need to push him giving them more information about the gremlins. And that's one thing I want to do is kind of open up the mythos of the gremlins a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Where they come from, you know, what they are. And I think just the nature of the creature, they kind of have to be extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. Like, because if they, if water affected them that way... Like, they would have already overrun the world. Like, there would have been no way to, like... Yeah. Like, it would have been 30 days of night, you know, but instead of vampires, it's just <laughs> gremlins, like, hiding from the sun up in That Alaska. would be the
1: perfect place for gremlins to go. Oh,
0: for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I I think they've got to be extraterrestrial, and you kind of could work into that where they have so many sets of DNA strands, or or they're not even DNA strands, whatever. Some mm-hmm. kind of thing. The science teacher is way more involved with it. He's like Jon Stewart and Disturbing Behavior... where he's like this this is a find of a century kind of shit yeah and uh but aside from that it's just a modern take on it with a trump gremlin for sure (laughs) yeah yeah so for your director for your serious
1: uh john favreau
0: john favreau is solid yeah there's no doubt in my mind that he's a fan of this movie
1: oh yeah he has
0: to be has to be right like yeah. there's no way he doesn't love this movie. Mm-hmm. And he loves pop culture in general, so he would be able to pull from that well. Right. For sure. And um yeah, I, I that's a great casting. Yeah. I and I totally get the idea of the whimsy of it definitely comes through knowing the director.
1: Yeah, he'd be really good with like the satire and the silliness and all oh, this for stuff, sure. but still be able to do dark. Crazy well, and have things. some heart
0: to it as well. That's yeah. the thing. He knows how to instill heart in even in a fun Popcorn movie, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm into it. Uh, who? Let's let's go through your casting now. Sure. We've got the big player in the original, mm-hmm. uh, played by Zach Galligan, uh Billy Peltzer.
1: All right, so Billy, little Billy. Uh, I went with Noah Centineo. He is blowing up. He is kind of a Netflix star. He was on a show called The Fosters. Okay, but I know him from. To all the boys I've loved before, and oh, the that's that's one about the, the
0: the love letters that get out. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, and he's just kind of like you know he's in his early twenties, and mm-hmm. a lot of people comparing him young Mark Ruffalo. Okay, and he's just like really sweet, and that's the thing with like Zach Gallagher, he was just like this really like you know young face sweet guy,
0: midwestern, midwestern,
1: just, and yeah, like this guy, he just he's just like a really sweet dude. Yeah, and he's young and
0: that's kind of tough that people this age you're not going to get a whole lot very often actors that are like super well known at that age right it will happen sometimes but then you he know.
1: is like he's more i guess well known to like younger people i oh, guess sure. like yeah. you know the teen choice awards he's blowing up oh okay but
0: i got you yeah got you.
1: he's not being nominated for any oscars or anything not like yet that. not yet no he's- no
0: He's got a uh take down Shiloh. Yeah, booth. he's
1: he's pretty much like a young Mark Ruffalo. Okay. He sounds and looks almost exactly like
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So he'll take the uh he'll take the throne of the Hulk one day. Mm-hmm. Overthrow the Ruffalo. Maybe.
1: He's actually gonna be uh I think he's doing He Man.
0: Wait, he's not gonna be He Man.
1: I think he is.
0: So is this dude like jacked as shit?
1: He's pretty I mean, yeah. He's tall. Because Mark
0: Ruffalo before it like even as the Hulk, he's not exactly like a hunky dude yeah no he's kind of he's, stocky
1: yeah he's uh yeah i think he's going to be the new he-man
0: the new he-man wow mm-hmm. okay all right I'll, i'm gonna have to look this dude up and be more familiar with him yeah for your uh kate
1: uh elizabeth the... olson
0: okay i like that yeah i like her someone
1: who's strong but still soft and sure 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 yeah because i mean kate should be a little bit stronger
0: i, I think I absolutely agree and i that's why i kind of instead of it being just the story of billy it's going to be more everybody has their moment to be the hero and Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's about everyone not just him right exactly so yeah kate's able to come up a little bit Mm -hmm. billy takes a little bit of a step back um then we've got the adorable dad played by hoyt axton in the Mm -hmm. original that makes all the inventions he's a salesman that uh with Mm -hmm. a ton of a million ideas but Not really. Any of them work all that well. No. Super adorable. Uh, Who would you have playing Randall Peltzer?
1: John C. Riley.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm mad. I did not think of that. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's just adorable, and yeah.
0: And also the thing is like you root for him, even if he's like not good at a thing. I could see him absolutely having that moment.
1: Like he's just in like some junk store in Chinatown and just like, is like, oh, look at this thing. Yeah. And he brings it back like, it's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't get it wet.
0: I could totally see him with the shaving cream on his face being like, well, I'm I'm not done with that yet. And kind mm-hmm. of like a little embarrassed that he hasn't been able to perfect it yet. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you just want to give him a hug. Right. Absolutely. I dig it. Uh ne- next one I got on my list. Uh do you have a Murray Flutterman?
1: Uh Mr. Flutterman, yes. Um uh Kurt Russell.
0: Kurt Russell? Yeah. Wow.
1: Because I have a Mrs. Futterman and I figured Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn. Why yeah, not? for
0: sure. Absolutely. But you know what's really fun about Kurt Russell? Mm. All the hero roles that he's played over the years, you can have gremlins doing scenes. From those movies oh, around yeah. him, you could have like an eye-patched gremlin, sure, a snake blitzkin. sure. <laughs> oh my god! And a gremlin with the like flip a hat from the thing, like
1: when they, like when they, like go into his house, like with a tractor or whatever.
0: Oh, oh my god! god. And well, going to his house, like... with the tractor. You could have somebody in that like tank top from Big Trouble yeah. in Old China, and it says like Pork Chop Express on the side oh of it. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm super into it. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. You could have so much fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you got Goldie Hawn for Mrs. Uh, Futterman. Mm-hmm. Who else do you have on your list here? Um, I do have Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle, it, it, very important. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the villain. Yeah. Like, it, not the gremlins as much as they are the bad guys, I guess. they're. I don't really see them as the villain. They're just animals, like doing Correct. animal shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mrs. Deagle, um, I picked Jane Fonda.
0: Jane Fonda. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Why not? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Jane Fonda. All right. right. Mhm. Just being a total nightmare of a person.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen Monster in Law?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's kind of where my head was at okay. with that. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like. And the thing is like her what... being
1: like over dramatic like the scene where she's just like, "My heart." And she's like, "I'm going to get you." And then she's just like, "My heart."
0: Yep. <laughs> what I love about that is I had mentioned to you how the reasons that I love the movie have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still love it as much as I did as a kid, it's just for different reasons. Uh, the character of uh, Mrs. Deagle, for example, I thought she was like larger than life, a cartoon villain uh, in this movie when I first started, right. uh, when I was a kid. And then I started working in retail management <laughs> and realized that not only is this not a cartoon version of, a, of that kind of lady, but that's not even the worst that it gets.
1: No, like there's
0: way worse than that.
1: Did you ever notice the hours of her company, at her real estate company? She works Monday through Friday, ten thirty to eleven fifteen.
0: Really? Really? It's like forty five minutes. She
1: works forty five minutes. <laughs> Jesus, that's why I love it. Like if you look when you watch the movie again, you read the sign. It's like Mrs. Seagull Real Estate or whatever, and then it says like Monday through Friday, ten thirty to eleven fifteen, appointment only. <laughs>
2: Wow, that <laughs> When is I noticed that,
1: I was just like...
0: No, but I love that in the movies where you get the little Easter egg where it doesn't actually make sense, but it doesn't have to because nobody's really going to Yeah, because no one's like paying
1: attention to that and then eventually someone does. Some nerd like,
0: is going to be... Like me. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, you're not even going to be mad about that. It's like, well, how can they stay in business if you know it's just an Easter egg for the big fans that watch it too many times?
1: No, yeah, no, it's funny because yeah. it's like that's why she sucks so much. Yeah, she sucks
0: so bad. <laughs> yeah. She was the Joffrey in Game of Thrones of uh, of this of the Gremlins movie <laughs> where when she goes, you're like, Yay! You're into it, you know. I don't really normally wish death on old ladies. But I know everyone's like excited that she threatened the dog. I she mean, she
1: said she was going to put the dog in the dryer. Yeah, that's so rude. That's
0: pretty messed up. I get
1: like, it. You like cats, but you shouldn't be murdering animals. Yeah, I know,
0: right? When you threaten the life of a dog, it's like, all right, well, if a gremlin kills you, I'm not going to be too mad about it. Yeah. Uh, who else do you have on your list?
1: Um, I do have uh, the mom, Lynn. I've because I want her to have a bigger role. Yeah, in this. you know, because like after she has that famous scene in the kitchen, she's just like gone mm-hmm. until the very, very end when everything's back to normal. Sure, like she's just hiding out at the doctor's house
0: yeah basically yeah she's like no i had to i had to microwave a gremlin i'm <laughs> done with this bullshit <laughs> yeah you, you make your own gingerbread cookies <laughs> i am out
1: but i figured like the mom could have like a more maybe significant but um michaela watkins
0: michaela watkins yeah I'm, she was yeah, like she was i know on, the name
1: she was on snl first season but she was on uh she was just in Brittany runs a marathon she's been in a of things she's on casual on hulu
0: this all sounds like Girl programming, maybe, maybe she's been
1: in a lot of things. If I
0: saw a picture, I'm sure I would be able to uh pull yeah, it together. Yeah, she
1: paid. Do you remember um when they did like uh Hoda and Kathy Lee on SNL with yes. Kristen Wiig? She was Hoda. Oh, okay, no,
0: I know yeah. that's all I needed. Okay, yep, yeah. I know who you're talking about.
1: I kept wanting to say Yoda, but I was like, <laughs> it's not right.
0: That's a different episode <laughs> that's of the show, it's different. Uh, but who would remake the Mandalorian, <laughs> right? Um, hmm. <laughs> Yoda must be so mad they cast such a younger person to play him in the in a sequel. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else on your cast list? Or?
1: Um, I mean, I have a couple people, but I mean, it's just such an ensemble that it doesn't really have to be like a whole like, because there's Pete, who's famously played by Corey Feldman. Yep. And it's like, does he have like a younger brother or does he have like a little kid sidekick? Like, why is this like 23-year-old hanging out with like a 12-year-old? It doesn't make any it sense. It makes
0: no sense. Unless absolutely. it was like his little
1: brother, then it would make more sense. Little brother or
0: only other option I could see is if this kid lived like right next door. So they yeah. just like, they have, they have he watched him when he was younger or something. Right, or...
1: I think it'd be fun to have like Gaten Matarazzo play him from Stranger Things. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, Gaten yeah. is adorable anyway. Yeah, so. he's so cute. He's getting close to aging out, though. Like he's right in between. I mean, you the You can age... make it
1: older. You, it doesn't really. That's
0: true. You could just be like the slightly younger friend. that yeah. Lives nearby. Sure. Sure. Why not? I'm into as long as Gaten gets in there, then I'm good. Yeah. There so. you go. Uh, do you have a, a Gerald? Gerald Hopkins, Judge Reinhold. Oh, Judge character? Reinhold.
1: Yeah, I thought like maybe John Boyega.
0: Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. From Star Wars. Because. Um, it was kind of hard for me to figure out who to play Gerald because like, he's not actually a bad guy at all, uh, but he is a little bit more... He's just a douche bag. He's kind of a douche, yeah. But he's not yeah. a bad dude. He's just he's the <laughs> kind douche. of a douche. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was hard for me to cast, but I, I, I came up with my ideas here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, is that all you got? Yeah. Sweet. I dig that. I think Jon Favreau was a fantastic choice. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna bring some real heart to it again. Great cast list. Um, I went kind of... <laughs> well, from the same universe I also plucked a director that was known for being involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well and also it being more of an ensemble cast I wanted somebody that could work the ensemble really mm-hmm. well and somebody that had an understanding of comedic and there's already people listening that and you may already know who I'm talking about yeah <laughs> that knows how to do an ensemble knows how to in- incorporate really dark sensibilities into a very funny almost family friendly script Mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about the director from Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 1 and 2, Slither, Tromeo, and Juliet from the Troma days, and Super, along with, with a few other things, James Gunn.
1: I had a feeling. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was... I try not to use him as much as possible because that's one of those directors that you keep going back to.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: But it was just... Thinking about Slither itself, oh,
1: the, yeah.
0: the notes of Slither are so similar to Gremlins.
1: That is a really good.
0: Yeah, oh my god! That it was like, yeah, he's that kind of already done really, a version really of. Good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Slither, basically it's a a small town in the upper New England area, I believe, mm-hmm. and like near Canada, and this alien meter crashes, and there's a little slug thing that comes out and starts like turning people. It's kind of a Night of the Creeps. Uh, vibe a little gremlins vibe you know just yeah. a foreign invader that they got to kill before it gets out of the town
1: Elizabeth Banks is in that right? Yep she's yeah. in it
0: yep mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Banks Michael Rooker uh, Nathan Fillion and I do want to have like I was really thinking about Nathan Fillion for one of the roles and I was thinking maybe uh, uh Randall Peltzer the dad but he's just not quite old enough right I wanted a little bit older um, or at least a little bit not if not older at least a little less leading man ish You know, Mm -hmm. and there so there just wasn't a role for Nathan Fillion, and so he'll just be a, I don't know, the town sheriff or something, and maybe play play the same way he did as the sheriff in Slither, and then I think
1: it'd be really funny to have Jonathan Banks come back and play the cop again. Oh yeah, because he was the young cop, Mm -hmm. and then he's on Breaking Bad now, and he just plays the sheriff or something again.
0: (laughs) Amazing, hell yeah, yeah. I was thinking of getting uh, Elizabeth Banks and Nathan Fillion. Um, to be in the film and Nathan Fillion, Fillion playing the cop, but the cop's name is his character from Slither, <sighs> so it's almost like tying it in where th- they settled in this other town uh, <laughs> after the the events of Slither, yeah. and then this shit goes down. And just just as a cameo, don't even have him as a major sure, part of yeah. the of the film, but I think that would be super fun to uh, kind of
1: uh-huh.
0: sort of work it into the same universe. So uh, James Gunn billy Peltzer, my billy pelzer i decided to go with a uh logan lerman
1: okay i know who that is yeah
0: Yeah. he's definitely got that kind of like witty awkward guy but when it comes down to the nitty gritty he can make the the saving play kind of guy he was Mm -hmm. percy jackson um he was in fury he was in perks of being a wallflower he's done a Mm -hmm. lot of cool stuff and he's around the right age now yeah for that Uh, he was born in uh Nineteen ninety two. So he's in his twenties. There you um, go. So it's it's uh it's doable. Is it? Yeah, twenties. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm getting to the age where everybody's too young.
1: My sister just turned thirty and it was eighty-nine, so
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So still in twenties. So mm-hmm. then for the love interest I'm going for, for Kate, uh, I wanted somebody born the same year. I wanted it to be, you know, they went to school together. And, right. you know, this has been a long standing kinda of crush situation. And actress that has definitely proven herself to have great comedic timing i think would knock it out of the park is uh selena gomez
1: oh okay. would be super
0: fun in that role
1: yeah she could do that yeah
0: and she was also definitely able to do the like i can take care of myself vibe Mm -hmm. a bit as well which i think especially in a modern day take on it make her a little less helpless right make her really murder the shit out of some of these gremlins on her own right
1: yeah i mean come on
0: yeah i mean she's a bartender (laughs) <laughs> like her or, or works at a at a ratty bar. Like she knows how to handle some yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: like the dive bar where all the drunks hang out. Yeah. Like She's Yeah. She's used to
0: holding her own against some like nasty drunks. So, she can handle a couple of gremlins. She handles gremlins on a daily basis. I know. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. So, um, then we've got uh Randall Peltzer, the the dad. Mm-hmm. Um this is a gentleman that was in the film super uh that was directed by James Gunn as well. And granted, Mm -hmm. uh, not that much difference in age from uh, Nathan Fillion, but uh, I just feel like has that dad vibe that you can actually age him a little bit further Mm -hmm. and it would work as uh, Rain Wilson. Okay. As being the like gizmo making dad, I could. Yeah,
1: that would make sense. Yeah, I totally
0: could see that. And just him play the dad as maybe a young dad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is a small town, so. Yeah. People can have kids when they're young.
0: I think more so in small towns, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is a thing that happens. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, a year or two after high school, we'll settle down. <laughs> like, you go to a big city. Right. Nah. <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe in our 30s, we'll settle down.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, next one is uh, Murray, uh, the <laughs> racist World War II vet, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, alcoholic. It has to be Michael Rooker oh yeah yeah you know, like there's it, yeah, i mean there's no
1: contest if there's it's a james gunn movie if it's yeah. james
0: gunn there's no other role that he's gonna play he's gonna he play would that be role
1: badass he would
0: chew every single ounce of scenery every time he was oh, on screen oh my god he would steal every scene and he if he's in. a
1: little bit racist you're like but it's michael rooker it's fine
0: just make him play it kind of like he played the dad in mall rats right just as like kind of a dick like you're not really into it but you liked Merle on The Walking Dead, so you would like him in this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because Merle was n- more than a little racist. Very. Very racist. <laughs> like, wide open racist. Very. So, yeah, Murray is Michael Rooker. That's like a no contest. Then we've got uh, Gerald Hopkins. Um, that's the the friend um, and kind of douche uh, that was played by Gian- Judge Reinhold. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the role for Sean Gunn, James Gunn's uh, oh, brother. Sure. And get him to be kind of like the awkward buddy that's mm-hmm. kind of compensating for how awkward he is by being kind of a dick. Sure. And showing off like how cool he is kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that he's not, which definitely a Judge Reinhold kind of move. Very. But, and then we've got uh, Ruby Deagle, Mrs. Deagle, the, uh, the crazy old bat that everybody was stoked about when she died. And I think I overcast this one because this okay. actress is incredible incredible actress um and needs a bigger role in this i think so maybe just push back the death a little bit further have her just in more scenes i don't know because this this actress deserves a more of the a role than what uh mrs deagle was in mm-hmm. this but i just thought she would be perfect for it is uh francis mcdormand
1: Ooh, yeah if you yeah. haven't seen Three
0: Bowboards, she blew me away in that movie. Oh my god, she was what incredible! A great movie. Oh my god, I was I was super impressed by everybody's uh, roles in that movie, Gosh. but Francis especially was just amazing to watch. So I I would be interested to see what kind of choices she would make with Mrs. Deagle. Mm-hmm. It, she'd have a lot of fun in the role for sure.
1: I'd like to see her with like a shotgun, like shooting at the
0: gremlins. Oh my God, just like taking down a bunch before she goes down. Yeah. You're almost kind of rooting for her by the end.
1: Sure. And then like she thinks it's fine and then something will happen. Yeah.
0: That, oh, and then she thinks it's like one of her cats that jumps down from something and it's actually like a gremlin. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then she gets hit by the cop car. Ooh. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. <laughs> uh, then we've got, my last one is uh, Roy Hansen, the teacher mm-hmm. that is trying to, that gives you a little bit more backstory on the gremlin Uh, That's uh, definitely gonna be a more important role I want to build out kind of maybe allow for an opportunity to create a world that these movies can exist in make more than one You know, Mm -hmm. like really build out the dangers of this thing getting loose kind of a little bit more Roy Hansen I decided for James Gunn I think he would have a blast casting Ernie Hudson as the teacher Oh, yeah, and he's already got the mustache for it. So very true. Yeah, I think he would he would have a lot of fun in that and also just a nod to being a fan of the Ghostbusters, you get Ernie Hudson mm-hmm. to be like the guy that kind of explains everything because absolutely kind of does that in Ghostbusters as well. Mm-hmm. we talking about like, have you ever read Revelation and kind of lays it down and they're like, oh shit, it's the end days. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my cast list for my James Gunn Gremlins movie.
1: All right. I like it.
0: Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to go over what's happening for the rest of December. Uh, from the Geeks on the Influence Network and Friends of the Show. When we come back, we're going to jump into our not-so-serious choices <laughs> for uh, the Gremlins, which always gets real wild. So stick around. We have plenty of things to keep you busy during the holiday season here in December from Geeks on the Influence and our friends around town in Richmond, Virginia. So let's get to it. On the 19th of December, we've got Gritty City for the Kids, some hip-hop at the camel. Then the 23rd, we are back uh, on a off week Uh, from Trivia Normally, the 23rd of December for uh, Fallout Trivia at Fallout with Geeks Under the Influence. Then again on the 30th, so we've got the uh, the Christmas Eve Eve Trivia, and then we've got New Year's Eve Eve Trivia with Geeks Under the Influence, both at Fallout. Then we've got Busky Comedy on the 27th of December with Carlton Kay. At Busky Cidery. Uh, I was just at the last one. Tons of great local comics doing amazing stuff. Come and check out Busky Comedy. It's a great room for comedy. And it's free. Then on the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, we've got the New Year's Eve bash at Strange Ways and RVA where you can get some variety show action, some burlesque, some sexiness, and enjoy ringing in the new year with burlesque, right meow, and I uh, might even see a few Geeks Under the Influence panelists and uh, and friends out there as well. So that is our list of things in December. Check your calendars. Follow all this info at guipodcast.com. Follow all our social media. And we'll see you at the events. <laughs> we are back for our episode on Gremlins uh, for the happy holidays. Uh, if you don't watch Gremlins during the holo- holiday season, then you are missing out. It is, I don't know if it's meant to be a christmas movie but it takes place during christmas christmas has a lot to do with the set dressings with the mm-hmm. music that's being played i mean there's a lot of christmas in this movie so
1: i think it's that same vein of like is Die Hard a christmas movie yeah you know it's just like
0: is every movie that shane black has ever directed a christmas movie because <laughs> right everything he's done is based around christmas well
1: chris columbus wrote it and He's the Christmas master. Yeah, like, he
0: loves Christmas for sure. He, uh, he, well, Home Alone as well. right? Yeah, yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, and he
1: and he did like Christmas with the Cranks. Like he really loves
0: churning out Christmas movies. Could you see a movie done by Christopher Columbus and Shane Black? <laughs> it would be just, <laughs> just more Christmas than un- un- unreasonable amounts of Christmas.
1: Yeah, when people want to watch Gremlins at Halloween, I'm like, no, get out of here.
0: Yeah, that's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. I've got plenty of other movies I can watch during Halloween. I've got a limited number of movies that I want to watch during Christmas.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: There are the Hallmark or Lifetime Channel Christmas movies, and I'll usually end up like roasting one of one or two of those. Sure. They're so bad. Like, that's not a They're good terrible. time. Terrible. It's not a good time, really. And it's the same story over and over again, you know somebody has to go back to their hometown their small Mm -hmm. hometown and then they meet somebody that still lives there that they used to have a thing with or used to have a crush on and then they learn the true spirit of christmas oh yeah and and like they have like a significant other in the city that's a piece of shit and uh
1: they're also bad i do like some of them though they're so bad bad. they are but uh, there's one with melissa joan hart that's so bad (laughs) oh no what is it she kidnaps um Guy from Say by the Bell, extra.
0: Oh, oh, uh, Slater. You're talking Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Good there God. we go. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. She <laughs> kidnaps him and pretends that it's her boyfriend, and he. She's like, and even with his parents, she's like, she kidnapped me, and his parent. Her parents are like, oh, that's funny.
0: Oh wow, that's <laughs> terrible. That's it's really bad. That's really awful.
1: It's so bad. And then uh, at the end, they fall in love anyway. <laughs>
0: actually, a, an episode of Smack My Pitch Up that we did last year that uh, if listeners, if you haven't listened to it, it is a lot of fun where I had uh, my friend Becca come on to pitch an idea for our own version of uh, a Christmas holiday movie. Yes. So they're not a remake or a remix or anything, but just a straight up Hallmark or Lifetime Channel Christmas movie style.
1: Oh, it's so easy to do. It's super
0: easy. I think mine was called like Silver Bell mm-hmm. and... Uh, no no it was a bell of the ball I think no silver bell I don't know I don't remember whatever Anyway, it was a woman named bell mm-hmm. B-L-L-E and big big time lawyer comes back her dad has a bed and breakfast in her former home after you know his wife died her mom dies uh, he's been having a hard time keeping it up on his own so he has a bad fall and she comes into town to help out even though it's getting down to the wire on a case mm-hmm. so she has to Take a bunch of phone calls, and they're like, "When are you coming back into town?" You know, you know, the partnership is on the line. <laughs> and she's like, "No, nah, but my dad." And then, like, her home hometown, like ex boyfriend from high school, is there, and he helps around the Airbnb all the time. And he's got a little daughter. He's widowed, mm-hmm. so he, you know, he's you know, he's a good guy because he, you know, didn't get divorced because fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a widow. In these movies, though, they have to be a widow. They have to be. They have to be a widow. And uh, she's got a little, do- he's got a little daughter and she's like precocious and, uh, <laughs> precocious. yes. <laughs> and, uh, and she runs into her high school best friend that runs a bakery in town. It's
1: always a bakery. Yeah,
0: bakery. And like that, she's like, he never really fully got over you. You were the one that got away. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, ever since, you know, his dad got sick, which is why he didn't go to college and he stuck around and, you know, dad lasted a few years and passed, but by then he had to take care of the farm or some shit you know <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, anyway good guy uh you should you should change your entire life and move away from your you know successful career here to be with him and she's like no. Nah. and then there's a big christmas ball and then she's like he has to make a decision and her boyfriend comes into town big powered lawyer and mm-hmm. she's like no nah. and uh
1: this is kind of like Sweet Home Alabama.
0: Is this Sweet Home Alabama?
1: It's sort of like Sweet Home Alabama. I'm not sure if
0: I've ever seen Sweet Home Alabama.
1: <laughs> you don't need to.
0: Okay, it's basically this.
1: Sort of, just not at Christmas.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there we go.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I guess. Uh, I guess Sweet Home Alabama is a. It, well, movie.
1: it's a, well, it's a little different, but yeah, it's pretty similar. Okay.
0: But you guys can play at home um, if you want to listen to last year's ho- holiday uh, episode where we do the Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Uh, come up with your own cast list of who you would cast in different roles as a Hallmark movie. And uh, it's, it's actually kind of fun. You get mm-hmm. all the archetypes, you know. There's like somebody with a kitschy stores that's downtown. It's going to be like, I don't know, stationary supplies or like gourmet cookies for dogs or something. Or
1: a toy store.
0: Or a toy store for sure. Yeah. So
1: there's actually a another Melissa Joan Hart, Mario Lopez, Christmas movie, where they have rival toy stores.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that just you've got mail, but it's bookstores? <laughs> it, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? yeah. Oh, and then they oh, fall man. in love.
0: All right. Well, let's get back to- Okay, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, we are talking tonight about Gremlins. That is not a Hallmark or Lifetime movie. No. It's a little too de- demented for that. And we're going to make it more so by doing our remix versions- uh, where we decide to look at this from a different perspective. What would it look like with it maybe a different tone, uh, a different soundtrack, I don't know, just like totally different kind of style than how it was done originally. And uh, the director usually suggests what kind of tone we're looking at. Who do you have for your remix?
1: So I'm very excited about this remix because okay. as I was watching it, I was thinking this would be a great miniseries. Who does it the best? Ryan Murphy, American Horror Story, Gremlins,
0: boom. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so you get like the first sightings of the Gremlins in town, kind of thing, and nobody believes it. Yeah, him, and then... you
1: make it ten episodes. Yeah, and then obviously halfway there's like a twist, and maybe it like goes to like New York or something, or it's just like two or different like locations or are two different times. Which is or... too. I mean, there's always like a twist. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't have them like terrorizing the town for. Or there's, like, backstories. There could be a whole episode dedicated to uh, Kate's dad's death. Like, <laughs> you know, like, showing the sand, like...
0: Turns out the gremlin is what killed him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, secret gremlins. Yeah. From but past. I think that would be so fun to watch. That would be fun. And, yeah,
1: you could make it bloody and dark and oh, yeah, scary sure. and... okay. Yeah. You're doing
0: like an American Horror Story style treatment to Gremlins. Yes. Okay, I'm into it. Correct. So Ryan I'm, Murphy
1: would be directing. Okay.
0: I'm really intrigued on uh, the cast list for yours mm-hmm. here. So let's, uh, let's...
1: It was almost like really easy to choose that cast list <laughs> well, too. Well, because they've because... done
0: everything. Correct. So, but I'm interested to see like who goes in what spots. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them were kind of hard. Um. Yeah. So for Billy, uh, I decided to do Darren Chris. Okay. Who he was on American Crime Story... Uh, Gianni Versace. Oh, Um, okay. And he was Andrew Kananen. Okay. The murderer. Yeah. And he was also on Glee as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think anybody that age group was on Glee. Yeah. Like I think half the cast of The Flash was from Glee. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, because I still wanted to do like kind of younger people, but it just was like hard. Yeah. Because a lot of the people are already... There's not really anyone in their early twenties on American Horror Story right now.
0: Yeah, or, no, they've all gotten kind of past that age. Yeah, they're all like maybe started in their thirties. Yeah. And,
1: so he was like a good okay. like age range for that. I dig it. Yeah.
0: Uh who else you got, Aaron?
1: Uh for Kate, I did ta- I'm saying I'm gonna say this right. Taisa Farmiga from American Horror Story. That's Vera Farmiga's sister Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. She was on uh Murder House, Coven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, an apocalypse. She's like really cute and young and mm-hmm. tough, and she's a very good screamer. So,
0: good to know. She, That's what I like in could, a woman is a good screamer. Well,
1: I mean, from the gremlins. There's
0: not... <laughs> like a no, it starts out with just a really f- intense and like weirdly framed mm-hmm. sex scene. Oh, God. <laughs> like but she
1: could be like super emo about her dad dying, and,
0: and she, you the know. only way she can feel anything is fucking. is that
1: yeah like i mean like murder house like she was just like super emo kid and yeah oh my
0: life sucks sucks. (laughs) like a lot of hair flipping they
1: live in a small town like you still have to make it a small town
0: yeah like for sure yeah yeah there was never a point that i thought that this should be cast anywhere besides like a small upper midwestern town exactly you gotta have snow as part of it i Mm -hmm. think that set the isolation up relatively well you know that this was already a town that a lot of people were staying inside you know the, mm-hmm. the, the roads were not like super crazy with people um yeah i i like that tone to stay intact and part of that is a small town for sure yeah yeah
1: uh for the dad for randall peltzer uh i did john Carroll lynch wonderful wonderful character actor who's been in a million things yeah on american horror story is twisty the Clown and the Uh, murderer and then in the founder and the Fargo twisty the clown was so fucked
0: up i'm not a big clown person any anybody that knows me knows i have an issue with clowns and so yeah twisty was a challenge not just because of the show Mm -hmm. but also because of how many memes got posted on my page on a regular basis God, and the challenge of going to a horror convention without having being dragged over to near a twisty the clown uh cosplayer (laughs) oh lord was a lot
1: but yeah he would be a great. Like he could be like a little more jovial, sure than he normally is. Yeah, but yeah, he'd be a really good choice. I think. Okay, yeah.
0: and has experience with the uh, with the showrunner, so
1: perfect. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody has been on American Horror Story that sure. I picked because I mean that's kind of what he does. He picks people. It's very rare. There's like a new person.
0: Well, it's kind of the premise of this whole show is that th- most directors have at least some. Actors that they work with all the time, mm-hmm. so it makes it kind of interesting to just kind of plug their people in, right, and see what it looks like.
1: So for the mom, I needed to go. She's got Sarah Paulson.
0: Sarah Paulson for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's. Yeah.
1: You can't do any. And then that would mean she would have to have a much bigger role. But when you stretch it out into like 10 episodes, you can do like Oh,
0: then it's not going to be like she just shows up for one, like right. but they're estranged and she just like broken in the- back into the house to make gingerbread cookies. No, like she's going to be in more yeah. of it for sure.
1: Yeah, maybe like scenes of like them fighting or mar- their marriage isn't working, you know, like he's a failed inventor and She's apparently a homemaker.
0: The problem is he keeps bringing home supernatural animals from Chinatown. (laughs) Like This is like the eighth time this has happened. So there was like, it was like critters once, and then it was like the Troll 2 Troll. Oh, no. And just like just different, some ghoulies once, and just every time.
1: That is another thing. American Story has never really done like mythical creatures or they kind of touch on aliens and asylum, but yeah. everything else has been like ghosts, sir. But the
0: aliens weren't even really necessary. They just like showed up and it's like, worked. oh, also there's aliens. It was aliens. so unnecessary. It was so stupid. It was. But yeah, I think I think you should do it where he's just, that's a regular thing that he does. Yeah. So it's not even that she's like surprised at this <laughs> supernatural animal. It's more like, all right, this one's cute at least. At least this one's so, cute, yeah. Jesus, what's oh this one gosh. gonna do though? Does it like unhinge its jaw and eat the world? Like, mm-hmm. where's this gonna go?
1: Um, so Mrs. Deagle, I mean, Jessica Lang. Yeah,
0: for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah like, I, would, I see how like some of them are a little more challenging than others, but yeah, there's your like, choices.
1: Like when I was picking Billy, like that was super hard, but then I was just like, oh, you need to be really good. Jessica Lange. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so
0: immediate. It was like my Michael Rooker for, uh, for Murray. Like, right. It was like a no brainer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. She'd be so great as like the town real estate. She villain. would have like, so
0: much fun doing that role too.
1: Be so great. And she's still like Southern, even though they're in like, <laughs> <laughs> right? like, she like always has a Southern accent. Like
0: no matter what.
1: Yeah. It would just be so funny.
0: All these like people doing, they're really shitty. Saying like
1: she's going to like murder Western. the dog and like, oh, God, you just love her. <laughs> It'd be Amazing. She's so great.
0: Sweet. Oh man. Uh, who else do you got there?
1: Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fetterman, so kind of reuniting six feet under, Richard Jenkins and Francis Conroy. Okay. Richard Jenkins has never been on American Horror Story. Yeah. I almost thought Dennis O'Hare, but he's still like a little too young. Yeah. And I needed someone like more like
0: Older. In the shit. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> and Francis Conroy, like, you know, she's just like can be like that kind of like hippie, like, oh, hey. Yeah.
0: Like, Which we haven't addressed the fact that there is no way that that character would have served in World War II. No, <laughs> in, yeah, in modern version. Now, granted, just pick another war. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. Not uh, overly complicated. Yeah. And who else you get?
1: Gerald Cody Fern, who has been in American Horror Story. He was, uh, he was just on the 1984 season. He's the blonde. He was the Antichrist. Oh, okay. In apocalypse. Yeah. Cause he's like kind of looks like an asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Would be like Darren Criss. Would be like, and he's blonde, so it's like a you know brunette versus blonde. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you could just there's still be like be a million more people I could like drum out and t- talk about and cast,
0: but no, but I with think that works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially yeah, uh, the other characters that he playing he's playing against would be super fun to see. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a Roy?
1: is that the science teacher yeah i did think it would be fun to have courtney b vance do it okay because he was on he was johnny cochran yeah in american crime story and i don't know i just immediately thought like oh man that'd be fun that would be
0: fun for him too yeah I yeah think so for sure hell yeah I, that's and i like that i like um, why doesn't american horror story do like a creature feature type season I know they really need to get on that. Yeah, I mean it would be so much fun. They it went into 1984, which at first I was like kind of into, and then I just kind of fell off. I need to. Yeah, I
1: haven't finished it haven't either, finished and it now either. it's Christmas time, so I don't really want to watch. Exactly,
0: I've got it all on my DVR waiting for me. Same. So yeah, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for mine, I just really wanted to see what it, this would look like uh, with maybe a little bit of a different tone. So I went with, what would it be like if there was say, a documentary crew that was going around uh, getting a feel for what it's like to live in a small upper Midwestern town mm-hmm. uh, as it's getting ready for the holiday season. It can be something about maybe their holiday soiree thing that they do or something like that. It's like the feature. And so they're interviewing people from the bank and interviewing just around town when all hell breaks loose from this going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is kind of the setup uh, for so many movies by the director Christopher Guest.
2: Oh. That... Uh,
0: I was like, what would a Christopher Guest Gremlins movie look like? So, if you're not familiar, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, Mascots, for your consideration. Uh, he was in This Is Spinal Tap, you know, and that very much kind of has a lot of his tone moving forward, is that, mm, that mockumentary That would be so kinda, fun. It would be super fun, for sure. And then, just like with American Horror Story... You can kind of plug in some people here and there sure. as to... I feel
1: like I already know who your dad is just by you saying that, but maybe not, so.
0: Well, there's a there's a couple choices that could have worked for the for the dad, but like I think there's one that works pretty well, but mm-hmm. we'll go through. And this isn't all necessarily regular cast people that have been in Christopher Guest movies, but it's mm-hmm. people that would absolutely work well with him, possibly. Sure. So we've got uh, for Billy, Billy Peltzer. I went with a um, maybe slightly older actor, but he can play young enough, and he's gawky, very awkward actor that you may know from mascots and Silicon Valley. Zach Woods, he's the uh, in Silicon Valley. He's the um, just gawky, like very very formal gentleman that works for Pied Piper. That he's been in a million things as that role, but I've never watched Silicon he was, Valley. He was in the Office. Um, he came in late in later seasons in the office as this very well-spoken I think he was the HR guy that came in like in the l- last seasons of the office
1: I'm gonna say okay like I yeah. know what you're talking okay about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, If if I showed you a picture you'd go okay that guy's um, probably yeah tall very lanky uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a big nose uh, very speaks very Formally all the time mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, don't think I've ever seen him outside of a suit in the roles that he huh. played Uh, But that yeah, that's going to be Billy, so very awkward and works very well for Christopher Guest's version of this. Then go the total opposite side, talk about like emo, is I wanted for Kate to just this like brooding, kind of hateful, shitty version of Kate, just to kind of counter the awkwardness of uh, Zach Woods is uh, Aubrey Plaza.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah, that'd be super fun to see, you know, her basically looking at him as kind of like this... Adorable nerd that she doesn't know mm-hmm. why she has a, kind of a little bit of a thing for him, but she does, just be a weird dynamic I could just there. Just hear
1: her being like, "I don't like Christmas," okay? Yeah, exactly. God,
0: <laughs> it would be super fun to see her in a Christopher Guest film. Then for Randall Peltzer, the dad, uh, that I had to go with Eugene Levy. I knew it. Yeah, Eugene Levy. He, I mean, he's played a dad in a bunch of stuff before, but he would yeah. definitely be the the dad that makes inventions that don't work. Oh, yeah. Eugene Levy could pull that shit off super easy.
1: Almost kind of like his Shit's Creek character, sort of.
0: Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, again, close to a no-brainer. The Murray character, or the Futterman character, was difficult. Um, I decided to go with, you know, somebody that can kind of come off as a dick sometimes, but Mm -hmm. also, um, you could see possibly as a racist. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) Uh, Great. But no, yeah but also you kind of are rooting for him even though he's kind of a shit mm-hmm. so i went with michael mckean
1: okay I, I had a feeling you were gonna say that really
0: yeah <laughs> michael mckean i love him he's amazing and he's been in everything from i just recently watched clue again for the first time mm-hmm. in forever and he's amazing in yeah. that. and uh, he's shadwell in the good omen series okay as well he's been in fucking everything including like tons of uh, Christopher Guest stuff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, So I think he'd have a lot of fun as uh, Dick Miller's character. Oh, that'd be fun. Mr. Futterman, yeah, that'd be super fun. And then uh, going to Judge Reinhold's character, Gerald Hopkins, I wanted somebody kind of self-important, somebody that could mm-hmm. play that role. And although I, he's more known for being part of the Wes Anderson tribe, I think Jason Schwartzman would have a lot of fun in uh in that role. Oh, he's very good at that. He's very good at the, the smarmy, just oh yeah. He would kind of a kiss up but also a real dick at the same time. Yes. Yeah. He would have so much fun. And I love hating him. But the thing I is too. The thing is that unlike a lot of character actors that play a shitty character all the time, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I hate him as an actor because of the characters he plays. Like I know that it's just him doing his thing. Yeah. It's never a point where I take it too seriously. So um, I guess that's a gift that he has. Then we've got Mrs. Deagle. And that's also kind of a no-brainer as well. Right. I had to go with uh, Catherine O'Hara.
1: Sure. So,
0: which has been in a ton of Christopher Guest stuff. If you're less familiar with Christopher Guest, she was the mom in Home Alone. So uh, She was. That's the tie-in to Christopher uh, Columbus or Chris Columbus as well. Mm-hmm. is that she's worked with him on that. Could so. she
1: still have the same accent that she does
0: for Shit's Creek? <laughs> I'm fine with it, <laughs> like... yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then finally, we've got Roy Hansen uh, that was originally played by Glenn Turman. I wanted to bring in an actor that he's been around for forever and he always plays very small parts and I mm-hmm. would love to fill him out a little bit more in the role. Uh, and and he, he seems like a science teacher is uh, Phil Lamar.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I really like Phil Lamar. I don't know why. He just he seems like fun. a really like fun and nice dude. <laughs> and I could absolutely see him just become a regular casted person in Christopher Guest movies.
1: Oh, he would be great in that, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. Hell yeah. So that's uh that's my casting for Christopher Guest's uh version of Gremlins. So we've uh <laughs> we've done some serious damage to this movie. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little bit more. Do you have any ideas for mashups, things that you would like to tie together with gremlins?
1: This might be really messed up, but
0: elf? Elf? <laughs> so you just yeah. like make this elf story and the gremlin story happen at the same time? Yes. What I would love is the snowballs <laughs> fight scene, but with gremlins involved. Oh, Would be yes. fucking amazing.
2: Yes. Oh my
0: God, that would, be, that would be worth it right there. That could be mm-hmm. the elf sequel. Yeah. It's it's like a Gremlins 2, the new batch, meets Elf, and it's in the building that his dad works at. So he has to go yes. in to save his dad. Boom. There we you go. It. Yes. I He's love like,
1: it. You're being very naughty. <laughs>
0: right. I know oh. I know some people that are getting cold
1: for Christmas because then you could make the Gremlins like slapsticky like in the second one where they're still causing so much mayhem but it's sure. not as like dark as the first one like they still kill people in the second one but
0: I feel if you do, do that more though, ridiculous You also at least have to pay homage to Die Hard as it's another like so yeah. called where it's like buddy the elf in a vent with like a lighter and we're like oh. Oh, come to New York we'll have a few laughs or something Mhm and uh as he's cr- trying to get around the gremlins or something i think now i'm actually mad this isn't a thing that's ever going to exist because that would be so (laughs) fucking fun
1: yeah oh my god that the vent crawling is is great
0: it that would say a clear needs to happen
1: and then he just goes into the mail room again and then all the gremlins are in the mail room
0: sorting mail sorting mail (laughs) (laughs) cigarettes dangling out of their mouths and like headsets on right yeah and there's like the business gremlin that's walking around with like the little tie Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's yelling at everybody. (laughs) Oh my God, I want this movie so bad. If only I had the money for that many puppets, then I would just make it myself.
1: I know, it has to be puppets. See,
0: with John Favreau too, which was Mm -hmm. your director, if he did a Gremlins movie, he did Elf.
1: He could do the mashup. He could do the
0: mashup, absolutely. Oh. 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 (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't know if there's a way to go much better than that as far as a mashup goes. That's that's kind of brilliant. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking that much along the lines of mentioning that this is a normal thing that the dad keeps bringing home supernatural creatures. Yeah. Having a mashup movie where it's like critters versus gremlins, like a Freddy versus Jason kind of thing. Oh,
1: that'd be great. Would be kind of fun. I mean, gremlins win every time.
0: Gremlins would win every time, but also like like my James Gunn, a slither Mm -hmm. versus gremlins would be so gross. Oh yeah. But also if, you know, gremlins being controlled by the slither worms as well like
1: one of the slither gremlin oh yeah
0: that'd be so gross gross. it'd be amazingly gross so i think that would be a lot of fun to see on screen as well so at that point uh we are gonna break into our trailers for our versions of i think i'm gonna probably go with the christopher guest uh version of gremlins uh what which version do you think you're gonna do
1: uh probably american horror story
0: american horror story okay why not let me get the music queued up
2: Coming this fall, Ryan Murphy brings you a new installment of American Horror Story, Gremlins. (laughs) Keep them out of the sunlight. Don't get them wet. Never, ever feed them after midnight. Darren Criss stars as Billy, Taisa Formiga as Kate, and pretty much everyone else you've seen in American Horror Story before. Jessica Lange returns as Mrs. Deagle. She's still, She's still from the south, south, and her office hours south, are 45, 45 minutes, five, five days, days a week. <laughs> things, things are never what they, they seem, seen. and with this the new technological era, how much, how much havoc will the Gremlins, Gremlins cause? And there's probably there's a twist a or something, Sunday, but it's a secret. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Do, Do not, not watch, watch this, in this in the bright light. light.
0: Very nice, very nice. Uh, smart, too, to mention, like, modern technological era more shit for them to fuck up exactly absolutely okay i'm into it i'm into it yep sweet um i'm gonna be doing yeah my christopher grett guest one so i feel like yeah i I think i'll make this short and sweet because there's what i don't know they stand around and talk a lot yeah (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i first don't believe that there's something weird happening in town
1: oh god are the gremlins gonna be on camera doing like interviews too
0: Oh, yeah, but of course you can't understand them, so it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and it will absolutely be, like, a reenactment of, like, a scene from A Mighty Wind, but with Jess gremlins.
2: <laughs> for sure.
0: And and Spinal Tap, just for good measure. <laughs> or Best in Show, and they have the dog. <laughs> oh, they have the dog. They have the <laughs> dog. running it around. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, I'm into it. God. All right. Let's see... Uh... See how this goes. <laughs> this fall, famous director Christopher Guest brings you a new vision of a holiday classic, Gremlins, featuring Zach Woods as Billy Peltzer, a small-town kid
2: that is learning how to get along in the world when a little pet from his father wreaks havoc and destroys his band that... His folk band
0: that he's in... <laughs> <laughs> and there's other references too, and <laughs> Christopher Guest in Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you get one actor and Christopher <laughs> Guest.
1: That's all you need. There's
0: a folk band. I don't know. That's
1: people assume that if it's Christopher Guest, that Eugene Levy's probably in it. So, oh,
0: for sure. They're yeah. Like,
1: well, Eugene Levy's in it, right?
0: You're gonna, and even, there's so many other characters that I didn't cast that any of the regular Christopher Guest characters will have a role. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just mentioning Christopher Guest and you knowing Gremlins, you know what this movie looks like. Exactly. It's completely laid out for you. Right. So, yeah. So you get a teaser. That's all you need. (laughs) I don't know. Zach Woods (laughs) is is, uh, Billy. That's it.
1: Zach Woods is a guy.
0: He is a guy in a Christopher Guest movie. So he's awkward. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up, and I want to thank Tori for coming on and helping us uh, dig into one of the greatest holiday movies of all time.
1: I I mean, yes, I agree 100%. It's fantastic. If you've never seen it, which I don't know how that's possible, please watch it right now.
0: I know that it is going to be running on AMC and a couple other channels during the holidays as well, like Mm -hmm. I think starting this week sometimes. So if you don't have access to... I know it's available for rent on Amazon and YouTube and all of those if you don't have a copy, which I think everybody at this point ha- ha- knows yeah. somebody at least that has a copy of Gremlins somewhere.
1: If it's not a Christmas movie, then why do they show it at Christmas time?
0: That's a very good point. You know? So go enjoy watching Gremlins during the holiday season. Get all snuggled up with your uh, loved ones. Make some gingerbread cookies. And if suddenly do you hear what I hear starts playing randomly in another room, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> don't go and see what the commotion is
1: grab some flashlights yeah
0: and uh and just get the hell out of there yeah and uh make sure that you know if you get any weird creatures for the holidays do not feed them after midnight and that's the uh, best advice we could give you here make sure you to subscribe rate and review smack my pitch up anywhere you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, any other podcatcher apps that you use we appreciate it and helps us rise in the rankings so other people can find this fantastic show if you have an idea for a show in the future hit us up GeeksunderTIFUNUS at gmail.com or the Geeks Under the Influence Network Hotline at 804-505-4484. That's 804-505-4GY. We'd love to get your insights on what you liked about previous episodes or things you would love us to reboot or remake in the future. So uh yeah, we're more than happy to talk to our fans about that stuff. And uh, yeah, this is not the last episode of the holiday season, but it's I think maybe the second to last before we're done for twenty nineteen, so I, I just want to say thanks to everybody that made this the best year yet for Smack My Pitch Up. Um, we actually got in the top 200 on Apple Podcasts in Mexico. Woo! <laughs> Randomly, so awesome. I Want to appreciate all our fans in Mexico that helped make that happen, and uh, and all of our other fans as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch smacked.
2: GUI dot com.